Welcome to Seeking God, Loving Others, where I share tips and encouragement for practical Christian living. Over the years, I've seen too many followers of Christ struggle in the basic day-to-day application of God's word. My desire is for you to have the tools you need to live the abundant life that God has for you every single day. I'm your host, Jasmine Lozano. So go grab your cup of coffee, or maybe you've got a junk drawer you need to clean out. Either way, let's get ready for a great conversation. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Um, I hope that this podcast finds you well. I am once again recording in my car, so I'm hoping you don't hear a whole lot of noise. Today, um, as I'm recording, it's like the middle of March, and this is the first year that I've lived in southeast Wisconsin and it wasn't like a complete snowstorm on my birthday. My birthday was yesterday and um, every year, like it never fails, there'll be five, six, ten inches of snow on my birthday. I'm like, come on guys, this is spring. But I was so excited. I had a great birthday and my kids showered me with gifts. My husband showered me with gifts all day long. It was just a wonderful day and really enjoyed it. And so Today is kind of like back to normal life. And so I am sitting outside of my daughter's gymnastic studio recording this um, episode of the podcast. And I mentioned last time, like I should change the name of my podcast because I feel like I'm only able to record in my car now. But um, we I introduced this next couple of weeks um, that we'll be talking about um, everything is all right. And so today um, in part one of this little series, we are going to be talking about uh, from the topic of um, everything being all right <laughs> and speaking by faith. And I know that for so many people, like that sounds so contradictory. Like, no, like I've heard people say like, that's dumb. Like pa- positive affirmations don't work. Positive confessions don't work. And, you know, I if it didn't work for you, I'm so sorry. But I do know that as for me and my house and my life, like I'm a firm believer in speaking positively. And if nothing nothing else, like it just causes you to feel better. I mean, just think about a time where someone said something negative to you and how that's just stuck. Like how long that sticks with you? You know, I remember um, I mentioned this in the podcast, somebody yelling something at me once. And I was like, it stuck with me for years. Like, I can't believe they said this to me, you know, blah, blah, blah. But when, when, so words do matter, you know? And so if we can speak positively and learn how to um, rehearse positive things, I really do believe that it makes a difference in, in the outcome of our lives. And so I've been in this book of, um, Second Kings now, really, for this whole first quarter of the year, reading about the Shunammite woman. And so today, I just want to talk a little bit more about her story. Last time, we talked about how she made a room for the prophet. And this time, I want to talk um, about what happened um, after, because a lot of times we see these stories or we see things in the Bible. We're like, oh, great. And it's, you know, happily ever after. But um, that was not the case for this woman. So we're going to jump right in and talk about um, what happened in her life after she was blessed with this son. So the last time we talked about the Shunammite woman, she built this wonderful room for the prophet Elisha. (laughs) Sorry, I always have to like say sha or ja way harder 
than I need to just to make sure that I'm saying it right. But she built this beautiful room and they wanted to give her a gift um, and or to bless her in some way to thank her for her kindness. So they tell her, um, Elisha and his, his servant tell her, you're going to have a son next year. And she does. And in most Bible stories, like that's the end. She has her baby all is well. And so that's not the case in this story. When we meet her again, a couple verses later in Second Kings chapter four, um, we learn, I'm not going to read it because, you know, like if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you might have a Bible. If you don't get online, biblegateway.com or the Bible app. But um, so I'm just going to paraphrase like the, the little boy grew up and he was out in the field with his with his father and he he gets a headache we we think it's a headache but he says my head my head and so um i can hear an airplane flying over sorry if you hear that <laughs> and so the dad tells the servant take him to his mom like let the mom deal with that so the servant takes the little boy to his mom and he sat on her lap until noon and then he passed away so she went and laid him in elisha's room and told her husband go get the servants and tell them to get a donkey ready so i can go see elisha and the dad, I don't think he knew what was going on because he was like, why are you going to see Elisha? It's not a celebration day. Like, and she says to the dad, that's all right. You know, like pretty much like, please just go do what I asked you to do. So she gets the donkey and the servant and tells the servant to go on ahead of her and that, you know, she's going to come as well. So she's going to Mount Carmel to see the prophet Elisha to to tell her tell him about her son and so of course I had to look up I'm like how far is the land of Shunem from Mount Carmel and in my um, research on Google I saw that um, the land of Shunem to Mount Carmel was about 33 miles and so I I ran a marathon back in November and a marathon is 26.2 miles and so for me to run that, like, and I, I don't run fast. So like some people can run a marathon in three hours, four hours. Like it took me over six hours to run it. Um, but I, it took me six hours to run like 26 miles. So if I was running 30 something miles at the cur- the same pace, it probably would have taken me close, closer to like eight hours. So like this is a full on trip. And so she doesn't have a car. She's, you know, we see she has a donkey. Um, so I don't know how fast donkeys run, but like, I don't think they run that fast. (laughs) So like she's, she's making a long trek to go see the man of God. And the Bible says that when she gets closer to Mount Carmel, um, they, Elisha sees her in the distance and tells his servant, you know, look, I, I see the Shunammite woman. Why don't go out and make sure everything's okay with her. And so when Gehazi came out to meet her, um, these are the four words that have just been running through my mind for months. He told her, or she told him, sorry, everything is all right. And I find that so interesting because, you know, everything wasn't all right. And I I taught this message at my women's uh, meeting earlier this month. And the more I thought about that, I'm like, I I wish I could say, you know, I was a strong woman of faith, which I, I believe I am. But like, I didn't have faith like this. I don't have faith like this Shunammite. She's like, oh, everything's cool. And I, I feel like at that point, like, have you ever been going through something and somebody asks you, 
are you okay? And it, it's like them just asking you breaks you down. You're like, actually, I'm not. Like, I feel like I would have been like that. Like, hey, how's your husband? How's your son? How are you? I'd have been like, we tell up, my son is dead. He's laying on Elijah's bed and I didn't even ask for this. Like, I feel like I would have just fallen apart as soon as Gehazi asked me. And, um, but she says to him, everything is all right. And so from those four words, um, we're going to be talking about those four words over the next couple of weeks. But I believe that um, she had such a reign on her speech and her thoughts uh, that that she wouldn't allow herself necessarily to express what was really going on, especially not to Gehazi because he couldn't do anything about it. But she was, I believe she was speaking from a point of faith. Like she didn't, she knew that she was going to see Elisha and that Elisha was going to be able to, to help her in this situation. And, and I had thought about James one I'm in the book of James right now in my scripture journaling. It says, if anyone considers himself religious yet does not keep a tight rein on his tongue, he deceives himself and his religion is worthless. So, you know, we, we always think that keeping a rein on our tongue means like, okay, maybe not gossiping or not talking about somebody behind their back. But keeping a rein on our tongue also is talking about when we we ourselves can control the things that we say about our situations. Like I see, I hear, like there's certain things my kids will say and I'm like, uh-uh, don't say that. Like my, uh, my son was like, I'm always broke. I'm like, don't say that because, well, for one, that's a lie. You're not always broke. You get an allowance every two weeks. Uh, you just choose to spend your money more quickly than most people do, but you're not going to confess that over your life. I'm always broke because the things that we say, um, they becomes a thing. They become the things that we do. And I, I gave a little illustration when I was teaching this message that the, our thoughts, will become our words and our words will become our actions. So if you're always telling your kids you're lazy or you don't ever pick up after yourself or why why don't you ever, when we're putting those type of negative words into their spirits, like they take an anchor in there and eventually you convince yourself of those things. Well, I, I guess I am lazy. I guess I don't listen. I guess I don't know how to clean up. I guess I don't. And so we have to be very careful about what we say. And that's what this woman did. And and I love this because like, like, and I'm going to, I'm going to be 100% honest. I, I go to a church. It's, um, it's part of the word of faith movement. Um, and word of faith gained a lot of popularity. I want to say like in the seventies and eighties, and unfortunately got a bad rap for being like the quote unquote name it and claim it group. And I, I you know, I don't want to get all controversial. I don't know who listens to this. Um, not a lot. So I can say <laughs> what I want kind of. But um, there there were some people who like it was just all they call it the prosperity gospel. And it was just all about what you can get, what you can have, how you can have housing. And there were people who were trying to do that and put the message out that way. But there are also, and I would say this is the majority of people who are, who believe in uh, the word of faith um, or are part of that movement, I guess, like that really there we're just, and, and my church included, we're just seeing what the Bible says about God's promises and confessing those. And that's what I, I feel like when you break it down to like the bare bones Word of faith is not name it and claim it. It's not prosperity gospel. It's not you can have whatever you say. However, the Bible does tell us these things. So there is some truth to that. But we don't, um, I, I don't want people to get like 
confused and think that like that's what it's all about um and when I first came to my church I did feel like it was very much like you know people think they can just confess stuff and have it and the more I began to learn about the word of faith and confessing the word of faith the more I learned it's more than that you know it's not just about having material things it's about confessing um the health that God said that you can have over your body. It's about confessing, having a good relationship with your spouse because God said that the two will become one. It's about confessing um, a victorious life for your children because the Bible tells us that um, the chil- our children will be blessed to the third and fourth generation. So it's not just about stuff, but it's about confessing the promises of God in the areas of your life that he's already made promises in. And so one of the I'm going to be talking about this over the next couple of weeks but today I I the focus more on some people would look at the story and say well she's just ignoring what's going on and I guess if if I were making a point my point would be that faith is not ignoring the facts it's moving forward despite them and I I had to learn this personally for myself because you know when I first came to the church that I go to now, it's my father-in-law's church. Like people, people would be sick. And I'm like, how are you doing? They're like, I'm, you know, I'm walking in health and wholeness. And I'm like, no, you ain't like in my head. I'm like, no, you're not like you're super sick. But what they were doing and what I've learned to do is they were confessing what God said about them, that according to Matthew 8, 17, he carried my sicknesses. According to 1 Peter 2, 24, by his stripes, I am healed. They were saying what God's already said. So faith is not ignoring what's going on. It's moving forward with the word of God, despite what is going on. And it took me years to learn this. Like I like legit, I really thought people were, I'm like, you're just, you're just in denial. You don't want to admit you have cancer. You don't want to admit that you have diabetes. You're just, um, you're just being naive. But now that I understand God's promises better and I understand about confessing his promises and the importance of saying them, um, I guess people think I'm crazy too. You know, like there's some things that I'm believing for from God, not just material things. Um, I need, or I, I am receiving, again, I'm watching my words. I am receiving healing in my body for some different things. And I confess it over my body. I do. I say, you know what? My, my, my heart, the Bible says above all else, guard your heart. My heart is guarded. My heart is strong in the name of Jesus. Um, I'm, you know, I like to run and my hip is like, I don't know if it's because I'm 38 now. I don't know. But I've been I've been like, you know what? The Lord is the strength of my life and he is my portion. For, like I am confessing the word of God over my body and over my health. And, and I believe that I'm going to receive it. And a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people haven't grabbed a hold of that yet. And it's one of like the greatest privileges that that we have as children of God to be able to agree with what the Bible says and see our lives changed. And I've done this, like some of it I've done even before I fully grasped this understanding that sometimes you do have to speak contrary to what you see. You know, when my family and I were getting out of debt a couple years ago, um, I I don't know how much in detail I've shared on the podcast, but we got out of over $20,000 or so worth of debt. And we had to say, and like every month it was tight. Like we weren't struggling or anything. Like we were still going on vacations. We were still just like living it up. And then finally we were like, okay, 
we got to pay off this debt. Like it can't just be sitting around. The Bible tells us that we should owe no man except love. We need to pay off these, you know, all this debt. And so we got serious about paying off the debt, but we had to at the same time confess we have everything we need. Uh, we are blessed. Um, we, we have more than enough when the truth was at the time, like we didn't have more than enough because we're trying to pay back people and stuff or, you know, pay back credit cards and car notes and all these, these things. And, um, we had to confess something opposite than what we actually saw, but eventually our sight, what we saw began to catch up with what we were confessing, you know, and you keep confessing it until it becomes the reality. You know, I know, I know that it, it, it sounds cliche and it sounds so like out there, but it's the truth. And every night, uh, well, not every night, every other night, because I don't really do this with my kids, but when my husband puts them to bed. He has them do these positive affirmations and there's 10 of them that they do. And I mean, they know them by heart. And I think it's so important that we even, we instill in our kids even now, like, you speak positively about yourself. You need to speak positively about your life. Speak positively about other people. Um, if you need something, even speak positively about how you're going to receive that and thanking God for it in advance. And I, I really think that as we begin to um, operate in this level of faith, we will see our lives change. And, and next week, I want to talk to you guys about what happened after she said everything is all right to Gehazi. Um, next week, we'll be talking about um, how she took her problem directly to Elisha. And so I'm going to cut it here. Otherwise, I'm going to start talking about next week because I'm really excited about it. But I just want to thank you for tuning in. And again, thank you for your patience with me. I did not have a podcast last week just because life just didn't allow it. And so um, I'm working to get back on schedule and back into a groove. Um, being a mom with kids who want to go places and do stuff, like, it really uh, it really takes a lot out of you. I remember when my kids were little, you know, like, we just had the house all the time, or we went wherever I needed to go. It's like, now they have friends, and they are involved in activities and sports, and it's like, okay, where are we going next? So um, <laughs> um, I want to thank you for your patience with me and this podcast, but I am so grateful for you. Um, stay tuned. I will have another one next week for you because I've already got it scheduled and ready to go. But I want to thank you for listening. And if you want to support this podcast, um, you can always donate on a monthly basis or a one-time donation, and it would be greatly appreciated. And if you, in case you're wondering like what I use donations for, um, I, use the, I, I would use it for uh, I need a better mic. Um, I also use, I would use donations for, um, just growing this podcast. There's other platforms and you can get ads and ad space and different things like that. So, um, if you decide to contribute to this podcast, I just want to let you know that I greatly appreciate it. I also am very involved, involved in different ministries and organizations. So, um, you know, we are blessed to be a blessing. So anything that you would donate, you can rest assured that someone else would be blessed by it as well. But um, thank you again. I'm cutting this off here before I start rambling on even longer. So you guys be well, be safe, and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Seeking God, Loving Others. You can read more inspiration and join the email list at jasminelozano.com. And don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app so that you don't miss an episode. 
While you're there, you can leave a review to help others find the podcast. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can click the link in the description to choose a one-time or recurring option. Thanks again for listening. And remember, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. God is on your side.